Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off podcast episode 33. Jordan, if you can believe that already, um, I'm coming to you live with uh, Jesse Green from Handcar. Um, Handcar, of course, is your friendly neighborhood creative agency in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Here we are. Is that right? Yeah. That, What's the that, major road that right That is here? right. That, what was uh, that? Mack Avenue. I, okay. I was going to say Frazier for some reason. I may nope. have pulled that out of thin Fisher air. Fisher is the cross street. Fisher. Okay. You're Fisher. Close. I was in the neighborhood. Jesse and I are joined live in studio, as always, by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Love to hear that. The date is January 4th. The year of our Lord, 2021, sure. if, you, if you can believe that already. Can't. Um, I literally can't. Same. Honestly, same. But it's nice to be here in the future. <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> it is now. The future is now. Um, Jesse, so just to give the listeners slash watchers some context, you and I have known each other for... Far too long. How, yeah, how long, honestly? <sighs> I mean, I was in middle school. And you I'm, were in high school. Yeah, so I'm older than Jesse. Yeah. It's cool. I'm his, I'm his senior. He has the honor and respect me at all so, times uh, 15 years yeah 15 years plus no plus more so yeah true well what's what's our delta i'm 32 29 29 a cool three years human calculator it's no problem um a cool three years i remember the first time coming to learn about you was oh man we were probably in christmas plays at church together sure was that right you're a shepherd old, i believe the old glory of christmas the glory of christmas <laughs> Jesse was one of the most unbelievably convincing <laughs> shepherds you'll ever see in your entire life. The tunic just flowed the in a way. The tunic that... was flowing, tending his flocks by night. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. But then, Jesse, when you got in high school, um, you began dating Callie, I believe, right around the time you started your photography business? Yeah, pretty close, about a year after. Jesse um, is one of those, he, he started out as a wedding photographer and probably, how many weddings have I been to where you're the photographer? I mean, what is it, a ba at least a baker's dozen by now. I, I feel. I've shot 300 plus and you were at at least 100 of them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if we're being honest. That's right. A quick third. A dude. quick we can, third. We can pull up the clip of you and uh, Brett Cummins at Daniel Holmes' wedding. Oh my gosh. Just during his first dance. Dur if we <laughs> We, can, <laughs> we were singing. We can cut that in, can we? Yes, we can. <laughs> Jot that I, down, Jordan. I do have that yeah, clip. Figure it out. It was the most, and I had a mustache at that wedding. I looked so sick, so wildly inappropriate. It was though. <laughs> yeah, it was very. Uh, Wait, what's that? You guys were in a picture during Dan Holmes' Dan first Holmes, dance. Yes, this guy Dan With Holmes, his wife? a friend of ours. Yes, their first dance as husband and wife. Brett Cummins and I were. It was all swaying. my life. Uh, yeah, all my life. And Brett is the is the no higher no pitch reference is the higher well. DJ. Like <laughs> mind you, DJ. he's being paid to be there, and he's off in the corner <laughs> with me singing the song like this. He was blasting harmonies <laughs> on like what I was doing the melody. It was and unreal. Yeah, I've got the clip of just that, and then panning slightly to the right <laughs> to the someone's literal first dance as husband oh, and wife happening. I forgot about that. I remember looking back at the table, and you guys were all like dying laughing but also with this look of like i can't believe you just did that and it was only at that point that i realized oh man like just the true true detriment of <laughs> yeah, the situation did, did i just majorly impact that <laughs> that experience <laughs> dude that's fun for those experiencing it wish okay. i was there 
Yeah. Well, get closer to Dan. That's on you, bro. (laughs) Do we have a cricket sound effect on there? (laughs) Close enough. Something. Thank you. Um, So you did that for a while, Jesse. Long while, yeah. Long while. Still still slightly doing it on my way out. You still have... 2020 was supposed to be retirement year and then COVID. So I got to do the postponements next year. Were people getting married in 2020? Uh, still did like seven or eight. Respect. Some, some smaller, smaller guys did one in True. Northern Michigan that just completely disregarded that anything was happening and just cool. went all out. So. They went for it. It's a different place up there. I'm still here. I'm still standing. <laughs> yes, you are. You did one in like, uh, super remote Switzerland or something. Uh, I've not wrong? done anything out of the country. I was supposed to do one in Italy this past year. That uh, did not happen. Now, where'd you pull that one out from? What's the thing I'm thinking of? Uh, you did something. Did you travel mountains to... in the background and like? Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot in the states, like Seattle, and um, you did one recent. And I think I know what you're I, talking about. Jordan. I went to you Scotland did... for a Scot- different project, but okay. not a wedding. Okay, so it wasn't a wedding, but you went to Scotland. Yeah, it was an engagement. <laughs> <laughs> it was a proposal. <laughs> <laughs> It was an elopement. It was yeah. a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised you'd what be, people are willing to pay for photos for their... Yeah. So true. <laughs> it's it's great. Um, it's divorce. A, so you were doing that for a while, a long while, still one toe in the water, but also recently you began this kind of like creative agency. What would you call it? I don't know what to categorize what you guys do. I don't really know either. Give me the elevator um, speech, Twitter version. Yeah. Did the did the weddings for a long while, had a couple other companies in there that, that came and went. Shout out Mammoth Reach. Um, that was four years strong. We won't get into that story. Um, and then had a photo booth company in there. Uh, sold that to a competitor. Mammoth Booth. At its, at its end. Um, and then, yeah, Handcar started last December. And it's, yeah, creative agency, I guess, is the is the best term. But focusing on social media and, like, the assets that support that. So doing everything in-house from design to video to photo to support social yeah so we're, we, we've got clients that were running all of their social but also like holistically supporting it with original assets content. so that we have like yeah. total control over that end-to-end process basically i've seen jesse i've seen some of the work <clears throat> and to say it's decent would be an understatement it's, it's decent it's it's decent plus i mean to no. say i don't know how to describe it and to describe it like that <laughs> Decent is I'm really under, all I I'm all I long for. There's a there's a saying about that, and I was about to rattle something off, but it's way off, so I'm just gonna forget about it. But you and and Doug Oliver, yep. one of your your, your right hand man, he's my, awesome. My my best buddy. Your best buddy. Uh, you guys are crushing. <clears throat> so we're in the Handcar Studios studio now. Yeah. As we speak, right here on Fisher Avenue. Yeah. Mac Mac Avenue. Mac Street. So um, that's awesome. Almost. How was Christmas for you guys? You Christmas. and Cal, your your beautiful wife. You have what three kids now? Three kids now. How was Christmas? Christmas is great. It was very very chill. Didn't uh, didn't have to have to run around too much. We were we were chilling. Now, when it comes to wrapping, is that mostly you? Is it mostly Cal, oh, or no. is it a joint effort? It is absolutely 100% not me. It's, I could see Callie just having the like the tightest creases and folds and you like it would yeah, be absolutely correct. Right, it's a work of art based <sighs> on what I know about Callie. I mean, and and like, for that reason I am not allowed to come within <laughs> 10 feet of them. My like the best contribution I can bring is like throwing stuff in a bag. I can I can make a mean like tissue paper yeah, like and yeah, have it yeah. popping Tough. out of the bag a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I can I can hit that. But like there's a lot of things that I'm not allowed to touch. Yeah, because Callie's I'm not OCD it. enough. Yeah. So like our our fridge is like like have you do you follow that Instagram account um 
the home edit. Ah, uh, yeah. They have, a, they, they have a show people? on. Yeah, they yeah. have a show on Netflix now too. They are Nashville people. Hey, we yeah. know. Um, we know someone. I think she yeah. follows the the Stouting Off podcast. Actually, coincidentally, out of our four hundred something followers, shout out the home edit. Shout out um, Jamie Bricker. <laughs> Jamie Bricker. Love you. And so, yeah, that is like, that's, that's what I, that's the, the home I live in. So like my, my fridge is like color coded, yeah, uh, so sick. which I love. Yeah. I'm just not allowed to like, I'm not allowed to touch it. Fair. Fair. Jude's books are all color coded, man. Truly? After that show came out. Color coded by genre or author or topic or by language color, or what? Mostly, by color, mostly. By mostly color. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the, you mean, all right. <laughs> It's color coded mostly by color. Here's what I meant when I think color coded. So you're talking about sorted within the color. Yeah. You're, oh, you're, no. you're subsetting. I was picturing yeah. you taking. Okay. Here's a red sticker. I'm going to put it on here with all the other red stickered books. No, oh, we're, talk, we're talking like a red, red sticker. We're talking, we're red talking about the actual books are I red see. and blue oh, and green well, and yellow. In, in, in light of that, I want to ask, does the home edit and does your home and does your home, Jordan, follow Roy G. Biv? No. No. You don't. And of course, Reggie Biv is the color of the the order of the colors of the rainbow. You don't follow Reggie. I mean, no. Okay. You've, <laughs> okay, you've seen my home is extremely monochromatic. So mm. Reggie Biv entering the equation, you've seen you've seen photos. I have, I have. There's a lot of a lot of black, a lot of black, black and brick, which is a gorgeous look. And um, a new name for a restaurant, black and brick, black and brick, blackened. No, no, black, black and, brick. and brick. Ampersands. Hmm. Is that a font? Sounds like one. It's the it's the it's the thing. It's the and the three with the line through it or the ampersand. That's the and symbol. Like yeah. the and symbol. Oh, sick. Black and brick. You teach me so much stuff, man. And for that, I want to say thanks. Rename hand car black and brick. Will you do I it? I mean, it wouldn't be wrong. The building is black and it is brick. Hey. That's a verbal commitment. <laughs> we, he I said it right ver- here. I heard a verbal yes in there. <laughs> um, I went to um. I went to some malls today. I went to two malls. Ouch. I was killing time between plans. Yeah. I haven't been to a mall in a minute. I try not to. Yeah. And I'm amazed in the age of Amazon, in the age of online retailers, how are these places still like going? Because the only thing that I, like I was walking through there and there's like, it just seemed like stores that pop up for maybe like four or six months and then they run out of funding. Like a store that sells only like, Irish looking stuff, <laughs> always Irish. And then there's like another place over here, like Michigan only. And it's Michigan souvenirs. And then like, who cares about malls anymore? Do you go to malls, Jordy? Um, Opry Mills. You do go to a mall occasionally, but because you just go there for H and M. H and M. Period. Yeah. You could do it online if your back was against, you know, the wall, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I try not to. Yeah, and also too, it's a uh, it's an outlet mall, so it's like worth going to the mall lower because prices. it's lower prices. Lower prices. It's true. not uh, twelve oaks. Yeah, which is one of the two malls I went to today. Which is which is still from a mall perspective is still doing pretty well. Yeah, but like you go into like a Laurel Park and it's like wow, this is like a depressing state of affairs. Well, that's the second mall I yeah, went to okay. today. <laughs> I, fi- I figured. I was I was sensing that. <laughs> you could sense it by Always Irish being one of the stores. Yeah. yeah. Michigan only. And, and by like, the way, I think we said... There's for sure like a military recruiting office There's a in military. There. And then there's, the, of course, like the... Um, like the uh, like the the Chinese gymnastics like routine um, like it's kind of like what Will talked about on the one podcast the one that's on the billboard Shen always. Yun yeah Shen Yun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Shen Yun. yeah it's like trying to sell tickets for that and then there's another storefront that's like 
woodworking and then there's an essential there's oil. like a, a yeah. window sales kiosk yes doesn't tom yes, legault does tom legault still have a store in there he used to have a kiosk he, for a long kiosk. Time. he, he yeah. crushed in there he did yeah. he would I've he would have lines lines great, up great painter great painter tom yeah. legault never met him doesn't know i exist doesn't listen to this podcast but shout you out tom though. tom you is a guy that. yeah <laughs> that's true um went to the mall that, that kind of was not great but i went to auntie ann's and I got obviously a, of course i got a twisted pretzel and it's it was great and i remembered fun fact many people who know me don't know this fact and that is that my sister-in-law met auntie ann actually in auntie the flesh ann, in the flesh shook her hand the, the aunt, auntie ann she's the aunt to many she wow. she met <laughs> ann how cool is that did she, she go by auntie ann yeah yeah she said you can call me auntie ann sure from what I remember, that story. Not you older. can call me Anne. No, no, no. I mean, when you get you to that point, Anne. that pinnacle of success in the pretzel game, yeah. it's anti or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Famous Amos. Right. You're not just going to call me Amos. Yeah. You're going to call me Famous. You put some respect on my name. Please, exactly. But saying that is funny. Like, <laughs> are you Famous Amos? You can call me Famous Amos. <laughs> yes. Not even just Famous. <laughs> um. Oh, dude, I wanted to ask you about this. I wrote this topic down thinking about you today. Sure. So being a, a, a person who has built his career upon, you know, photographing weddings, and you, like you said at the beginning of the episode, you still do some weddings, right? Tell me about the people who are out here with iPads, taking, trying to take their own pictures on iPads and iPhones and stuff of the bride, of the groom. What's that do? As a photographer, what do you think when you, when you see the iPad or the iPhone come up? There's two there's two schools of thought here. Yeah, let's um, hear. The first there's people that it it genuinely bothers them in their soul that like if it, there's wedding photographers that that genuinely just cuts them to their core and like they'll they'll go up and tell them to stop they'll tell that like they'll you know swat it out of their hands whatever sure. it takes. I I may have used to have felt that way at one point in time. I've mellowed out. I mean, I've, I've always been fairly mellow in my approach to, to shooting weddings, but I've, I've stopped caring in that regard of, I can't like, that's what was happening that I'm like, that's my style anyways, to like tell the the story quote unquote. So like your weird aunt had her iPad in front of the ceremony the whole time. Sorry. Yeah. That's not my fault. It's not my job. <laughs> yeah. So I'll shoot it like, and I'll get funny photos of that and I'll do my best to get around it and still get the thing. But like, I can only control so much. Yeah, and like that was, good. I mean, we ran the, the last wedding that Doug and I did up North, the one that was huge still. Um, there it was, was huge during COVID, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no problem. The, uh, yeah, the videographers had, you know, were just straight up in the middle of the aisle. And that's something that happens all the time. It's like the, the, or they were the phot photographers. We were, we were shooting video that time, but that's a big, like the photo video, we're both trying to go for the same shot. And sometimes the videographers are just operating in a silo as if we, we could just, you know, stand next to each yeah. other and do the same thing and work together. But a lot of times they'll just stand in the middle of the aisle and pretend as if no one else exists. So that's not a good thing. It's not, it's not collaborative Jordan, no. No. more than anything. It's uh yeah. So that's a, it's a journey, but you know, yeah, absolutely. So I remember being at a, at a wedding one time. Now, I was just the row behind this person, but it was a elderly woman. Let's Usually say, is. Yeah. Let's say over over 75. They love, they love their iPads. <laughs> they love their iPads. Let's say over 75. Hypothetically speaking. 
And the whole wet, I watched the wedding because again, I'm a row behind her. I watched the the wedding through her screen, man. I didn't even see anything in real life. It's the worst. I can't wait to see what happens next. Can you, oh, your iPad locked. Can you unlock it real quick? And I swiped up. I unlocked it. (laughs) No, you're good. Thanks. And I just kept watching. It's the worst when it, it, it hurts me the most when it's like the parents. It's like they're sitting in the front row and they're watching the whole thing through a phone. It's like just you've paid me and that guy a lot of money to do what you're doing right now. I promise I'll give you I'll give you the photos. Yeah. You can have them after this. Yes. They probably just put it away. Yeah. But like if they were talking to you like at the reception, they're like, oh, if only you were in my seat. Right. Yeah. You should have been where I was at. Yeah, man. Sh- yeah. Maybe. Have you seen you know it from right here? Yeah. Have you seen? <laughs> yes. If only yeah, you could Karen, see what I, I was it. seeing. But you're in the back with a better camera, and a better lens, and you got a better picture than what their iPad could you do. You got a better eye, quite frankly. You got a better eye. That's why we're paying you. Qu- quite literally here for that purpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Please have your iPad that out. Sucks. I was wondering. I was wondering on your your, your opinion of that because, um, man, I feel like I remember at some point earlier in your career at one of the 100 weddings that I've been sure. to where you've shot, um, ju- yeah, being cheesed off. But time it'll, has a way of mellowing people out. Yeah, it'll, it? it'll, catch, it'll catch up to you. It'll but catch up. I just, That's good. I've, yeah, I've stopped, I've stopped carrying on a lot of things like that because I can't. You can't control That's it. what happened. Yeah, it's not they on were, you. They were there doing that. Take it up with them. True. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, true. No, that's great. Now, what was that sound we just heard? Was that a, was that a drag race that was going on down Mac that, Avenue? That was 86 F one fifty. I thought it was. I had train flashbacks from our studio, George. Eighty four yeah. Sheepdog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Christmas Sheepdog. Uh, Fun fact on that front: the eighty four Sheepdog. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, was doing a photo shoot for Shinola once. Shout out your watch. Um, and that's <clears> the <throat> and that's the Chrono, the forty seven millimeter. Sure. Chrono. I mean, it's no problem. Episode I'm brought to you to, by. I'm not here to flex on anybody. But, uh, sure. <laughs> but was doing a shoot for them once launching the turntable. So it was like the very first shoot that they had done when they were bringing the turntable to market. Yeah. Our talent for the shoot was Alice Cooper. Um, and we were shooting it in the owner of Shinola's Detroit house. He lives in Texas full time, but he's got his bachelor pad here. That's like this nondescript industrial building in Woodbridge that like from the outside just looks like a brick building, but the inside is like a billionaire bachelor pad, like hundred inch TV. That's got all the, the security cameras tiled on it. Like everything is custom, like metal work and mill work, whatever owner of Shinola owns the 84 sheepdog from dumb and dumber. Oh, like owns the car. Um, and so we were doing the shoot. Like we knew it was in the garage. We had looked at it a couple times. We're laughing about it. Uh, we end the shoot getting photos of Alice Cooper driving the 84. No. Wow. So you've seen it in real life. I've seen it. I remember they've used it for like a few promotions over the years. Like they've parked it like in front of their store in the, or uh, in front of the hotel or whatever. Does it say mutt cuts on it or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, It's the real deal. Wow. It's got the, it's got the, the leg flaps over the back tires. (laughs) No You lift up the leg and the tires are back there. Yeah. It's just, it's chilling over in Woodbridge right now. Quick question. What are the chances we see it tonight? I, I, I saw the amount of security cameras, so I'd say not <laughs> yeah, high. Hundred is. I yeah, saw. Fair. I saw the system. TV. As wow. expected, but just wondering. Oh, you have to ask. That was. If you don't ask, you won't. Yeah. Receive, Someti- dude. Could you imagine if he was like, "Oh yeah, 
No problem. Yeah, I we think could get over pretty, there. Yeah, pretty fair I could, chance. I could see us getting over there. Yeah, Ourselves and our studio audience would be there in a flash. Yeah. We should have we we have... done this from the back of Oh my the gosh. Sheepdog. The 84 Sheepdog. Live on the road on, on Mac Avenue. Live episode from Mac Avenue. Um, Jordan time. did mention we do have a studio audience today, so welcome, you guys. I'm a little late here. Cheers. Um, yeah, a little late to welcome you guys, but glad to have... Thanks for, thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jesse and I, by the way, Jesse and I are, are sipping right now um, a bourbon that I love. And we always try to highlight a bourbon. Well, not always, but frequently. A bourbon that might be sipped during an episode. And this is, to keep things consistent as we're coming to you live from Detroit, Michigan, our hometown... Sure. Yeah. And you guys know I'm from Detroit because I used to work on 8 Mile. Okay. And anyone who knows Detroit knows the 8 movie Mile. movie 8 Mile. Yeah. So I that same he 8 Mile. An, he was an extra on the movie 8 Mile, but he's been riding <laughs> that. Know, he's been riding that employment. He's been riding that employment credit for years. You know I was the, the gaffer <laughs> on 8 Mile. All right. And I doubled as key grip as well. You guys know. You guys know that. Um, we're coming to you from Detroit. And Detroit is also the home of Two James Distillery. Jordan, is this fine on camera? I can't come any closer. I guess I could, but no, it's good. probably good here. This is one of their flagship bourbons called Grass Widow. Grass Widow is unbelievably tasty. It's accessible. You can find it in most parts of the country, but they'd make it just down the street from here, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Which Michigan is cool. Avenue. And that's barrel-proof, right? It's barrel-proof. So that means they're not diluting it. For those stouting-off listeners who are just getting into bourbon still, and kind of still wetting their palate, understanding their appetite, beginning mm-hmm. to intellectually unlock some of the secrets of bourbon. Barrel proof means they didn't dilute it when they emptied it out of the barrel from which it aged. So what you're tasting right here is exactly what was in the barrel, minus like wood chunks and delightful. stuff. It's delightful. The normal, the non-barrel proof is one of the best bottles in the like 30 to $40 range. Oh, it's so I mean, good. Just, I would agree. Just del- delightful. Yeah, yeah, their mash bill is unbelievable. And you can find that in Tennessee where we are. Yep. And, well, where we live. Again, we're in Detroit, Michigan, and that's cool. Um, but other parts of the country as well. Um, so that's Catcher's cool. Rye is also very good. Catcher's Rye is awesome. That's another 2 James product. And In that $40 range, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't know if I've had it. Jesse, I'm loving your socks, by the way. As I, as I was explaining, <clears throat> now I kind of keyed in on your socks. And I appreciate I, that. Blue uh, and green is my favorite color combination. I was going to go a little more wild with it. I was I needed a I wore thicker socks with these the other day, brand new boots as yeah. we as we talked about prior to recording. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And thick socks was was no bueno, too tight in too, there. So okay. I had to go had to go thinner. It's going to go a little more wild with it, but I kept it kept it tame. I think you you towed the line of of wild and tame perfectly yeah so that's great true thank you Appreciate can you flash that. the sound mean, for the camera just to just to make sure yeah, okay cool yeah. yeah get it up there yeah he's, not, he's killing that's yeah. the freeze frame for the, the title just Speak so you style know. is definitely what i'm known for so i appreciate you calling <laughs> hey, that out you know what though your kids wear like cool designer stuff like they do like is that cali your son wears hunter boots dude that's so sick yeah i and this is this is my uniform every day is what you're looking at all right I've, i'm I, i'm going to like i as time has gone on, I've, I think I'm going to go the like Steve Jobs route of just the like one outfit, no sure. decisions to make. You look good in black. I mean, you look great in black. And, Thanks, and to be fair, I that's think that's why Steve... I brought you here. <laughs> well, yeah, to boost my ego, <laughs> obviously. And that's all for episode 33 of the Stout. <laughs> um, Steve Jobs talked about how that was just one less thing for him to think about. Yeah, 
you're not standing in your closet. You're not stressing about anything. It's less it's brain a, space. It's a real to thing. Dude, Monica dresses our kids awesome. Yeah. And if it were they're up to me. They're better dressed than me, for sure. If it were up to me, they'd be in probably a black or gray shirt, black pants, and tennis shoes every day. Which, but they look sweet all yeah, the time. Yeah, they have like layers. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're kids layers. with like yeah, layers. I don't, I don't layer ever. And yeah, my kids are always. So is it Callie out. that mainly does that? Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. Really? I bring. I bring. Because your kids look awesome all the time. So she's a wrapping expert. She's a layering. Kids fashion expert. Yeah. Just design all around. Design. I just. Come on. Yeah. We'll have her on the show sometime. She's yeah, sweet. We'll bring her in. Hi, In fact, Callie. Callie, would you mind coming? Yeah. <laughs> She's just here somehow. Could you just leave the three kids at home and <laughs> pop over here real quick? She is the painting in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vigo Mortensen from, uh, I almost said Home Alone, from Ghostbusters 2. Um, the painting that comes to life. Maybe that's before y'all's time. I am older than you guys by two years, three years. But wow. um, not me. Vigo. Josh, help me out here. Vigo Mortensen, the guy who come the painting that comes to life in Ghostbusters too. Yep. Are He's you with me in. on that? Yeah. He co-signs. Okay. So I'm not insane, which feels good. <laughs> I always love the affirmation, you know, um, I had a couple of other things I wanted to talk about and, um, I'm going to just tell you what they were. Okay. While might, I, while my you, phone loads, might you stout off about them? Do you dare me to? <laughs> um, I can see it. <laughs> oh, so someone hacked my fake Instagram account. So do you have a fake Instagram account? I don't. Do you, Jordan? A he, fake, he a fake he, one where you might use to like this look setting. at people's stories that you don't want them to know that it was you. A finsta, <laughs> fake insta. No, he's looking at me as though I just asked him, "How many right hands do you have?" I've never, ever, it's, ever heard of. You've this not heard of concept. that. I've never. heard of it. I don't have one, but I, I have, I've, I've heard of the finsta. concept. Finsta is a fake Instagram. Someone hacked mine recently, though. Do you have one? You do have one? What's it called? All right, all right. Um, I've never heard of that in my entire life. You never ask life. a lady her fence doesn't handle. <laughs> you never, you're right. That's etiquette 101. <laughs> For the record, somebody in this room has one. <laughs> Two people in this room have one. I, mine got hacked, though. So I went to log into it recently, and I didn't have a profile picture on it. And suddenly it was this, like, this, like, a, a, it was a picture. Let's just start there, okay? It was a picture of a guy. And suddenly I was following one account and it was like this beautiful model woman, whatever. And I had like a couple followers and I said, the jig was up. I said, yeah, but somebody got my, I don't know. Somebody got into my fake Instagram account, which just collects dust most of the time. And, uh, I reported that to Instagram and now it got taken down and I don't have a Finsta anymore, but that's the moral of the story ultimately. So I'll make a new one. I'm stressed out. It was called warranty department. (laughs) Dude, I'm stressed out. My fence was called warranty department. I'm stressed. (laughs) Why? Stress backwards is desserts, dude. You ever think about that? And that's why I'm so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm stressed. Question. Yeah. You create this account. Sure. That's a Finsta, a fake Instagram. So you can look at other things without them knowing it was Drew Stoutenberg. Yeah. It's just for creeping. Yeah. Yeah. And it got and, hacked. And also, and also, whenever, <laughs> and it got hacked. Somehow, somehow, somebody found warranty department, dude. On, they went, they needed it. They needed <laughs> The warranty department. They, they did, dude. And suddenly it's the, got a million dad, followers. The Dadco warranty account. department need, Dad needed Co. it. Dadco. <laughs> I used to work 
for a company called Dadco. They made nitrogen gas springs in Plymouth, Michigan. And um, I worked with a couple of our dear friends, Evan Nagalski. He worked there for many years. And then our friend Modi. And Modi worked in this department. Has Modi been on the cast yet? He hasn't quite yet been. Uh, A man of many words. It's a surprise that he hasn't (laughs) been on yet. But Modi's department at Dadco at the nitrogen gas spring factory was polishing rods. That was like a two-word job description. That's what he does. It's on his LinkedIn. Pol- he worked in polishing, dude. It was unreal. It was on LinkedIn, yeah. If if that was going to happen to any of the three of you, yes. oh, I was would in be this, put in that department. I was in this air-conditioned room, like this ivory tower. It was above the manufacturing floor, and I was putting together control panels. Just I had I was working with my hands just and my twiddling. brain. Yeah, oh, I was like... Dude, like Modi, me- I did just watching over the peasants oh, down yeah. below. Modi and Evan down there. <laughs> just down. turn my nose up at him. Dude, no if problem. Modi was on the podcast, all he would do is nod. Yeah. He, yeah, and he just And just stroke his, his beard. beautiful hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's Nobody's got a, got a better better head of hair than Modi. We'll have True. to pull up a picture of Modi, if you would, Jordy. Yeah. Um, Modi, yeah, for years. Modi grew out his hair when we were in 10th grade. He was in 9th grade, so that was the year 2004. Four, and it's still like that and f- for as long as i've known him women have always come up to him and been like how do you do this what's your secret he's like i just use pert plus and whatever <laughs> that's it i just live Suave my life exclusively he's maltese man like that's the secret i think maltese people have beautiful hair the he's island of malta hair. is known for that yeah it's not I don't know if it is. Maybe it is. It is. Jordan, so you it's recently, true or false, Jordan, you recently watched Polar Express and you were emotional the whole time. True. You you teared up. <laughs> That's a god-awful <laughs> movie. It's so terrible. Front to back it's terrible. is just a terrible Let's get film. Him. What do you oh, have to dude. say for yourself? He's going to cry again. <laughs> He's going to emotional. I was in tears. First of all. Give the context, though, to be fair. All right. So we came to Michigan from Nashville. Tennessee. No. Or Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. All right, all right, all right. I forgot so you were relocated. <laughs> <laughs> so we came up. There's not a lot to do here right now. And so we went to Henry Ford Museum, and there's an IMAX there. An IMAX? Yeah, there, there are several IMAXs <laughs> oh, there. Cool. There's IMAX, IMAX computers. There. <laughs> there's a couple G5s, <laughs> G3s there. Uh, now, the ones with the color. <laughs> uh, yeah. Henry Ford Museum. We yeah. grew up with Henry Ford Museum. I just don't know way. if it's called the IMAX. I don't know. It if is. It is. It is. I think right. it's, 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 it's yeah. trademark. It is. I the Henry Ford Museum. We grew up with this place, but Henry Ford. He was the the the. He didn't invent motor vehicles, but he was the guy who brought it to the the ordinary man, the everyday Joe. He innovated. He came up with the assembly line. He did all these things at his museum here in Dearborn, Michigan, out of which Dearborn is also the city from which Ford Motor Company operates. Still, that museum's unbelievable. They have yeah. like presidential like motorcade vehicles. Yeah. They have the like one of the OG Batmobiles. They have the, the Oscar the JFK Martin. assassination limo, yeah. the Lincoln yeah, yeah, yeah. assassination chair, yes. the Rosa Parks They have the bus. Lincoln assassination chair at the time that he got shot was in this chair. The Henry Ford Museum said, "Hey, it's we a wild wanna, collection. We want to bring this into our museum. Yeah, it's not related to motor vehicles, but it's related to the fabric of this country. Yeah, so we want it. So I went there and I I watched a movie. So they have a movie theater as well. <laughs> Again." pivotal to the fabric of this first of all the music to the movie even watching a like on a tv screen in my house right it's moving did you say that it's like trash oh yeah yeah and i I co-signed on that one 
Really? Polar Express? But Just I've never a, watched it with kids. And you took Jude. You took Judas. But I've watched it without kids and it still was awesome. <laughs> well, now we've got to have a separate discussion. Yeah. Now it's all right, all right. So here's the thing. Tom Hanks obviously like plays a role of many characters in the movie, right? That's what I hear. I saw it a long time ago. I didn't remember. But all we right. talked about it at dinner and you said yes. So if we're going to have such strong accusations and, and feelings about I gotta it. I got to know my we, facts. You're right. We might as well watch it again. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Let's I got it. Let's to, run it back. You're right. You're right. Pause this and so anyway, yeah. <laughs> throw it on like, frame. So Jude, I, I, I'm off camera, obviously, but but Jude, there's a lot of part, especially in the, the IMAX, there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of volume and there's a lot of like decibel. And it's also three D. <laughs> so he's he's wearing glasses, right? Yeah, that's cute. He was scared. When the train started rolling, he was he was scared. To where his eyes were wide open and his mouth was like he was wide like this. open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Macaulay Culkin style. Yeah, just yeah, scared, scared. But yeah, not not. And then so when much that like scene ended, he would like bury himself into our arm and stuff like that. Every time I'm telling you in 3D, I don't know if it changed in 3D because I've never cried during this movie. But when it went to Tom Hanks's character as the, um, the conductor guy, not the conductor because he Santa. wasn't. No, he was more so like the the guy that's townspeople. What what is that called? Um, he's like the Chef. flight attendant of the Polar Express. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever the, that is. He's the train attendant. The steward. He's the steward. Yeah, he's telling people to you know clicking tickets aboard. and yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So he comes on and dude, the cartoon has the they the animators. The, these facial expressions, man, they literally made me cry because it was Tom Hanks and he would say something like, I don't know, I don't remember right now what he something. said, but he would say something that had to do with Christmas and I would look at Jude and he was looking straight at the IMAX because he was like eyes on it the entire time. That's really sweet. And a tear came down my cheek. Okay, so your thing was more like experiencing the film through the eyes of your three-year-old. For sure. Which I don't have the context of. And the magic I've not watched it with my kids because I think it's a garbage movie. (laughs) So I haven't put it on the screen. That's fair. So I haven't subjected myself to that with my kids because if they don't know it exists, then... Can I challenge you, Jesse? Try it next Christmas. No, this Christmas, and I'll rent it for you. Okay, this Christmas. I will rent it for you, send it to you somehow... Try it for Christmas 2020. Trust me, man. It's coming up here. Try it for yeah, Christmas Eve 2020. <laughs> Is that when it was? Christmas Eve? No. Is that when you went? No. I just had this. <laughs> was I ticking in the chair just now, by yeah, the way? This is the chair. <laughs> this is Urban Outfitters Finest. Is it? I, I'm wholly suspecting that I'll fall through it at some point in this interview. <laughs> I love the, I, the reviews on them before we purchased them were not good. No, no, no. I love these chairs. And they almost have like a bit of a, a frontward lean like because it's got a rounded edge on the. It's just like I feel like it's not it's not made for someone built such as I like we, we, we so what happens is is when Kelly's designing something she what's her process? She owns yeah, an interior design. <laughs> we, we own an interior design company together. Kelly's the designer. She is wholly aesthetic only. Not so like, I, I come in as the voice of reason to be like, hey, babe, you, you pop open those reviews that all say like it collapsed within 30 seconds of receiving it. She'd be like, that's not going to happen on this one. <laughs> do you guys source some of your stuff from Wayfair? You do Wayfair. That's what these desks are. 
I was gonna ask currently unavailable, Jesse, and I need a couple I more. They, but I thought they looked familiar. I thought they looked familiar. Uh, not super often, but yes, those those are from that. Uh, but like yeah, that's the process though. Is that I I typically in the voice of reason on either price or quality of like I am the one she she shows the vision I'm the one that needs to go find it cheaper fair and within reason and better but built, these right? chairs were an, ex- an example of that when she was designing this space where she was like I gotta have those and I'm like mm, they're 350 bucks a piece and the reviews are garbage probably shouldn't she's like yeah probably just go ahead and order them anyway yeah so I bought them so, and like, did. so and here we are did. I like the chair Sitting it's comfortable like, it looks good yeah no no it feels to me good. it feels okay. good too yeah they look good uh, when we're having meetings in here I typically sit on the couch to not subject my yeah yeah rear end to going through the chair so you when you guys have meetings do you start up like with michael like like michael scott he says when he starts a meeting he starts off with some jokes what's your flow oh. generally speaking i don't have a great flow i'm still fair this is it's it's all been a very new experience i've, I've never staff, i've yeah. never i've never led people before so going from me by myself in a room editing weddings for a decade to so true having five six people here is a learning experience and wow uh, respect so mad figure, respect figuring mad that respect. out uh is is has its ups and downs you know i read a book recently by bob Iger, uh robert Iger. he was the former ceo of disney for about 15 years he wrote a book it was a personal memoir called the ride of a lifetime and it was about his time at disney for several years like but he was ceo for 15 years i think and his whole career at disney leading up to that he writes some unbelievable leadership principles in that book that I think you should pick up and even just listen to on audiobook. Do I, you do audio? That, I don't, but I, I don't I need to. Can you name two uh, of the principles? Yeah, well, he talks about um, he talks about in this isn't a leadership principle, it's just kind of like a business and career principle. One of them is like don't be don't expect to stay in your, you know, current place forever. But also don't be too caught up in what's to come as well. Like you have to really own where you are now. That's not leadership though. Um, yeah, I guess I can't remember. <laughs> I guess, but I'm not in a position of leadership, man. I just read it just to see what this guy had we'll to run say. It back. Yeah, I don't, yeah. He talked yeah, I don't, about. He talked about when he was in. Um, he was. They were launching Disneyland Beijing. Okay, it was one of the biggest days in the company's history of ever. You know, all time. And that morning that he was about to open the gates for the first time while he's in Beijing, he gets a call that um, Orlando, remember that Orlando nightclub bombing? Yeah. yeah. Um, many Disney people were there and yeah. it's really close to where the, the place was. And he talked, he talked about how he had to really like, like just really rein in the whole team and show the right amount of compassion and empathy for each individual person and make the right decision leadership wise going forward and all this thing. It's just a really good, like this guy is, he's no, he puts a masterclass on like on masterclass.com for like leadership. Josh, you've heard of him, right? Surely. Yeah. Bob Iger. You got to check it out. Yeah. I'll I, get you a link. I need, it's, I need to pick up the audio books cause I don't have time to read, but yeah, you could just blast it on the things over here and just be like, Hey, yeah. listen team, this is what I'm going <laughs> for. Everybody now. shut up and listen. Everybody to Everybody shut up. Drew just, gave me a book. Um, is it the art of making yeah, well, it's how to win friends and influence how to people. Bill Carnegie. Yeah. It's the human Bible, or it's the Bible of human behavior. He gave it to me three months ago, and I haven't. How's it coming? I haven't picked it up yet. It's right there on my dresser. It's All ready right. when I, it's ready when you are. It is. It's ready when I am. Read it in twenty twenty one. This year, 
promise. And I said that 10 podcasts ago. Thanks, Chad. I would read it that week. But you'll read it this year. Yep. Um, so that's cool. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I had one more comment. Oh, this is just a side note. I stay with my mom over Christmas. And there is, for me, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but for me, there's no more mom comment than, do you have enough light? When she walks into a room when you're working on something, do you need me to turn a light on? I'm like, dude. Can I get you some more light? I'm like, stop. That's so true. Stop. If I, I live by myself, I'm a 32-year-old man, mom. I'm older now than you were when you gave birth to me, okay? Like, I'm old now. I'm a human adult. If I needed more light, I would turn it on myself. And God, not Moms me, love light. They love light. Dude. Yeah. Moms and and I've, I've inherited a little bit of that. Like in here, these fixtures that like only point up. True. I like that. Bugs the crap out of me. When it gets dark at night, like I wish I could just, you know, Crank light up, it up some direct here. light. Yeah. But that's the mom in you. Moms. Moms, moms love, love light. light. And not to mention, I'll be working on a lit screen. <laughs> Do you need more light? I'm like, yo, if you turn on a lamp, it's, it's not built right in. It's built in. <laughs> I've seen her. Mom, take, it's the craziest thing. I've seen her take her phone before and put it under a light before. She's done this to like gotta, get better. Uh, light. You got to get a good look at it. Cheryl. Here's How is Cheryl doing, by the she's way? She's doing great. Still, still in the same place that you yeah. grew up in? No. No, 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 no. She no? relocated. She relocated actually to a home in Livonia still. Well, I guess I grew up in Westland, but right on the border, whatever. It's in the same area. And she, my dad bought a house, gutted it, fixed everything, replaced everything, and then sold to my mom. Wow. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Does, it, She's does it have a boy's room, though? There's no boy's wow, room. That's does it have a swing outside? There's no swing for Modi to fall in the moat outside, dude. It's it's not set up for I only had boys I only fun. had one... I had one boys room sleepover in my oh, time. Really? Yeah. Only yeah. only the one. But it was it was a doozy. Like there was there was ten plus of us there. Yeah, there had to have been Johnny um, Nagel, Tim Brady. Modi was there. Modi was there. <laughs> Modi lived across the street. There was a lot of Modi farts and a lot of Modi doing stuff. Yeah, it's great. Oh man. The days. The days. So the we dags. go full circle. Um you know, we've been friends for a very long time, and I talked about it at the beginning of of the episode, and so did you, about what you're doing now. I just gotta say, I wanna honor you on the air of the podcast. I'm so proud of you for what you're doing, Thank man. You. Dude, same. And what you've accomplished. Like, we talked about a couple things that Jesse and Callie have done, but we're just kind of scratching the surface. Like, they have the guts to dare greatly. So, I just want to honor you, Appreciate man. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same. Don't know what I'm doing half the time, but just, <laughs> you just going at it. You trust your gut, though. That's like, and you got good instincts. We're you got sitting a good head here on your in shoulders. a beautiful studio in downtown Detroit. Yeah. Chilling, recording a podcast. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. We're recording episode 33 of the Setting Up Podcast. Yeah, we needed that. <laughs> a little inflection. I'm glad we there. had that yeah. segue. You like that? I was hoping that would hit before no we finished problem. up here. Yeah, we're going to wrap up shortly, but I wanted to ask you, Esther, about Cheryl, what, like, what's going on with Ron and Barb? Uh, living the dream, you know? Uh, Ron's... Ron Ron retired a couple years ago, but then started from his Delta, own right? No, it wasn't Delta. It was uh, uh, Brasscraft, which Masco. is a Masco. Yeah, Masco. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know where his dad works. There's no problem. Yeah, yeah. My dad, uh, my dad designed uh, toilet fill valves and shower heads for for a couple decades, and Somebody got a few patents to. to his name. Somebody's got to put those toilet parts in place. Come on. Yeah, but now Truly. he's uh, now he's self employed as a handyman and crushing it. And has he been by the stew? He's been by. He hung that TV over there. Oh, actually, that's, that's a good that's, segue. That's some work of Ron. 
Yeah, that and, frame uh, TV was actually E2i Design. Yeah, that was from E2i Design, which is, I mean, it's no secret that they're one of our sponsors. E2i Design is, of course, your 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 go-to solutions provider if you need eight like audio, video, lighting stuff, regardless of your application, <laughs> regardless of your venue. Listen, if you just need it, if you need it, and you've been like you've worked with them, I needed it, and I and what it. did they do? It, it, they delivered. They provided. There's a TV on the wall because of E2I. It looks design. good. And I like that on that frame TV, you went with the black like outline thing. Yeah. Frame. I haven't messed with the art yet. So that's just That's the, default. But it still looks so good. Yeah. E2I, though, they're your people. They're Jesse's people as well, from what I hear. Now. Now they are. So that's great. But that's anyway, it. so how's your mom doing? She's doing great. Does yeah, she listen to the podcast? Do you know? She should. She maybe she, starting she's now. She's wasting she her time if she's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's she's got to be following it on Instagram though. If we're if we're being honest. Yeah, I think she might be in uh, among the stouting off. If, faithful. if somebody's if somebody's remotely within my tentacles of reach, <laughs> Barb's giving it the follow. Let's, yes. let's be honest. Yes. She's such a good mom. She's a wonderful one. If woman. I go to a restaurant for the first time and post about it, she's giving she, it the yeah. She's got the, the follow. She's got the stamp card, like the 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 frequent like frequent diner card already. So that's great. Um, do you have anything to add, Jordan? No, I don't really either. Do you any? Do you have any less comments you want to make? I, no, anything I'm, I'm just here on? for the. I'm just here for the stout and all. Just here for the pours. And car has coffee. Oh, true. What can you tell us about this, Jesse? Just real quick, and then we'll, we'll button uh, it up. So there's a coffee company called Populous uh, that a friend of mine, Matt Farrell, is a partner in. Shout out, Matt Farrell. Uh, out, and Matt. the love you. Uh, they started in Bay City, Michigan, which is just a couple hours north of here. Uh, but they have a location inside the Siren Hotel downtown Detroit. Uh, but they did something super cool when the pandemic hit. Uh, they already like they already offer the option on their website to like custom print a coffee bag so like you can upload like a picture of your face and give it to somebody as a gift and they like just they have the machinery to just like custom label and ship That's a bag tight. I didn't dude know like that. jones soda back in the yeah. day almost yeah so it's yeah, basically it that concept they already had that was already a thing that they offered so when the pandemic hit they did like a small business support program where any small business could go on and apply upload their artwork and instead of taking a cut at wholesale price if the bag's $18, you know, they sell it to some someone for nine and then they sell it for 18, whatever. They sell it on their site for 18 for the small business that's printed on it. Whoever buys that, the small business gets nine, populace gets nine. They wow. know it to you, you know, every couple of weeks. <laughs> that's so so yeah. I bought one. So, so yeah, we didn't, uh, we just, clean. I bought one. Yeah. Like the day it came it's out. Delicious. Do you, yeah. is the, like, do you have a link for this? Uh, yeah, it's on our our Instagram. Okay, we'll like pop link, it on the video tree. as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's killer killer coffee, and they're just like out here supporting small businesses. That's what's up. And we just we really just got it so that we could gift it to clients and stuff. This it's winter, I but. mean, it is a baller move to say this is our coffee. Like, yeah, to give this. I, to a client. I remember like Instagram storying. Like I do too. I probably you did a pour over first, with it. Yeah, I I think I was like uh, you were one of the first. I think I was like, I'm the first person in Nashville to have this bag, I think. Yeah, baby. Not you, for love long. To, you love to see it. You it do. It's awesome, too. So it's good for, coffee. It's good. Is it? Yeah, I do the have you given it? Have you given it a sniff? <laughs> if, if you don't mind me. <laughs> Opening you do, it. You do it from the back, right? Yeah. Just 
just now remember i have vasomotor rhinitis like i'm my, i don't have the best sense of smell but i'm gonna give it a go was that a real thing that you just said yeah it was clinically diagnosed oh. when i was about 14 15 shout out to vaso oh my gosh you know what i get from this it's it's like rich in like almost like nutty like peanut butter kind of note sure try to get that i've smelled it what do you, do you identify that? Do you, is that in there? He is declined. that in your flavor profile? Dude, he <laughs> straight up declined. He's like, nah, you're actually nah, I'm not well, wrong. Nah. Nah, I saw what you looked like sniffing on camera. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, this is awesome. So I said gossam, but you guys know what that means. That's all. So um, that's What's all the, I've got. I, I'd like to know... Uh, we're, this is the first yeah, go episode of the new year, isn't it? It is, it is. So I'd like to know what your what your goals are for the new year. What's what's 2021 going to be? So for... I'll, I'll talk personally, professionally, and then stouting offingly. Of course. Okay? Personally. I want nothing less. Man, it's been, um, 2020 was a, a bit of a doozy personally. Um, but it was a growth year. And I'll tell you what, s- s- what, what's the old adage? Smooth seas don't make skilled sailors. A lot of alliteration there and with a lot of S's. And I have my work cut out for me with EQ there. <laughs> But smooth seas don't make skilled sailors, all right? It's only when you go through like trouble and trial and tribulation, more alliteration, that you begin to kind of like, yeah, it reveals a lot in you about, hey, this is what I need to work on, whatever, whatever. So that was 2020 for me. I think 2021 is going to be a year of harvest. And I think personally, I'm going to see a lot more fruits of like um, love, peace, patience, joy, uh, et cetera, compassion arise in my life, which I'm expecting professionally. Um, I've been with this company now for about two years. It'll be, well, it'll be two years in, in June. And, um, yeah, it's a a recruiting company. And I believe that professionally this year, I'm going to see harvest in that area as well. A lot of placements, a lot of companies saying, Drew, let's use you for our recruiting exclusively. Stouting offingly. I mean, Jordan, you can answer this with me. Yeah. I really At the think, same time. Yeah. yeah. One, two, three. We're going <laughs> to knock off Joe Rogan as number one podcast in America. <laughs> Just as we rehearsed. No, we're, you know, we do this podcast because we have fun with it. We get to talk with our friends and we get to talk about what matters to us. And yeah, I think we're just, I think our audience will grow. Yeah. But I that's not, that. yeah, it's ultimately not why we do it. We do it because we think we're contributing. We're, putting the, something of value out there for the money also. we do it for the money mainly for me to i design they're just we have fun but it's, and- it's mainly for the money you know what's fun is that stout and i drew and i have the understanding and like alignment that no matter what we do with the podcast that it's fun for us it that's our key that's our when core it, yeah when it stops being fun yeah, it's not. We, we got to start a making some questions. Yeah, yeah. When it stops being fun, we got to start making money. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we won't ever stop. Then it becomes fun again. <laughs> then it becomes yeah. fun. Because money is And then is once, fun. You're, once you're Scrooge McDuckin' it, then you're just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> then it's fun. Yeah, there yeah. we go. So thank you for asking that, Jesse. That's that's what's going on for me personally and then like career-wise and for the, the Stouting Off podcast. Those are three key areas. Um, yeah. Man, I'm excited to see what this year has. It's going to be, I don't like to look back. 2020 was a, a tough year, right? It was difficult. And you can say it sucked and it was a lot of things. I didn't experience a lot of 2020 like taking from me, but it was just like a lot of disappointment, <laughs> you know? Sure. But I, I, I do believe like even throughout, there are some 
positives that I'm able to kind oh, yeah. of pull from that. You know, like I found another gear in me, like career wise and work wise, that I was like, man, I have no choice but to like make stuff happen now. You know, yeah. and um, yeah, you don't grow when you're comfortable. And I've always said that on the podcast. You don't grow when you're comfortable. You don't expand and you know level up at a time when you're just kind of like coasting along, resting on your laurels. You do it when your back's against the wall. And it's like survival mode, you right. know? Yeah. I got to do that. You know this. I mean, like, yeah, you've, you've been doing that for years. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird year. But yeah. yeah, same thing. Like also like, you know, major disappointments. Like those first few, you know, those those first couple weeks of, of March when yeah, like have never felt such just like that world crashing down around me. Like Handcar had existed for three months at that point. Like... And nothing really changed, but like my auxiliary things that I was doing was changed. So we had four Airbnbs at that time, like with that we were operating. You and Ken, right? Yeah. And in a 36 hour period of like the world shutting down, we lost $35,000 in bookings and like nothing and like nothing on the horizon to say like, oh yeah, people are probably going to travel again soon. You're just like, you're looking at it and you're like, there's not a point that this is going to become profitable again. So like we literally like in true 2020 pivot fashion, like just shut it down, sold the furniture, found new people to lease and just like walked away from something we had been doing for five years as right. like a major a separate of, brand yeah. and like a separate thing. And, um, and like we sold our house in Traverse, which was unrelated. We were doing that anyway, but like it was a, a weird, you know, pivot thing. And same thing with like this building, like we had, I had signed on another office on the other side of town to rent and construction was about to start. And then COVID hit and then like backed out of everything and like freaked out. And then we were like, and then our, because we're in like the digital and marketing space, like our work actually like increased <laughs> like tenfold sure. That's what in I've the heard midst about of that. Space. Yeah. Um, and so like the getting was good. And then this kind of, this place kind of came along and ended up buying a place instead of, and it was just like this cool thing of like simplifying life in some ways and expanding in other ways. But like to your point of like, there was so much growth in the, you know, the despair of it or the missed opportunities or yeah. the like, like we had Doug and I who works with me had like literally just signed on to shoot all of Toyota's auto shows across the country. <laughs> like, like we had done like three or four shows. We had done like, we had done Vegas, we had done Chicago, DC, um, and something else we had like gone and it was like a great gig like yeah. paid really well wasn't super exciting but like was pretty easy and yeah. like just a fun thing to travel for a couple of days and do this thing and like we were in the process of bidding to like have the contract for oh. a year <laughs> and it, so it was like it was a lot of those things yeah. where it was just like <clears throat> yeah like right it was right there. but like in the midst of that you had this time to like you know go home for two months and like just slow down and like you know, recenter and then find the growth on the other side of that. So yeah, dude. I agree that 2021 is going to be the year of the, of the, of the harvest of the fruits, a lot of sowing, a lot of sowing yeah. in 2020. So a lot of reaping to be done next year, this year. Do you guys agree that? Okay. So with all that being said, and with all that you said, Drew, it's easy and it's like, uh, it's probably more, uh, popular to say in 2020, this is, this is everything that sucked. This is everything I lost. This is everything right. I, you know, this is everything that could have been. But then in looking at it, you're like, 
all right, this is everything I gained. This is everything I'm thankful for. This is everything I had that I didn't really recognize before, but now I do. Yeah, it feels like an easy easy jump in between those two like you can you can easily list both of those things where, For sure. where you're like here's yeah. all the things that sucked here's how my financial world crashed down around me and felt like it was not going to recover yep but then you can it's it's that hopefully i mean people that are you know paying attention can hopefully jump to to that secondary notion of here's what here's what the good that came of that was for sure yeah i mean any like brilliant thinker will always, or business person, or visionary, whatever, will always tell you their opportunities and hardship, you know. And so, without going too much further into that, there were unique opportunities last year, 2020, that we've experienced all this time alone, or you know, at home with our families, or whatever else. Just right, wrong, or indifferent, there were things that were unique to this year that this past year that were not yeah, available to never, us. Never would have been possible. Never otherwise. would have been available otherwise. So anyway, that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that from your heart, Jesse. Thanks, Appreciate man. that. Um, well, that's all I've got for uh, for this episode. I want to honor and thank again Jesse Green from Handcar. Wow, thank just, you, bro. Just blessed to be here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it, truly the pleasure. Finally is, famous, really. The, yeah. No, welcome. Honestly, welcome. So F2. The pleasure is ours. Um, thank you again and the, the audience as well for listening and watching to, watching to, of course, the Stouting Off podcast, episode number 33 where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Great episode, man. Good job. Good stuff. Good job, Jesse. Really the best podcast interview I've ever done. (laughs) You're a natural, bro. You should start. It's the only. Signing off from Detroit, Michigan. Love you.